from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNY News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The route John DeJulius took to become an authority on world-class service began in the least likely of places, a small hair salon in Cleveland. Due to his obsession with the customer experience, the establishment quickly expanded to multiple locations, becoming one of America's top 20 salons. Today, companies such as Ritz-Carlton, Lexus, and Starbucks come to him for insights on improving the customer experience. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for Credit Union Magazine and CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, DeJulius explains how the right member experience can create a competitive advantage and how to connect with people in an increasingly digital world. He also provides insights from his new book, The Relationship Economy. DeJulius will address the 2019 CUNA CEO Council Conference this fall in Coronado, California. So, John, can you tell me a little bit about your background, uh, where you're from, and, and how you got to where you are today? Certainly. Um, you know, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. My first business, uh, me and my wife started uh, a little over 26 years ago. We opened a small hair salon that, because of our obsession with the customer experience, started to grow very rapidly and expand and open up multiple locations. And we became one of the top 20 salons in, in America. And this is all back in like the uh, early to mid-90s. And then as a result, other organizations and associations would ask me to speak on, you know, what we were doing, you know, and why we were growing so fast. And so I started speaking. And and then I uh, eventually wrote uh, my first book that came out in 2003 on customer service. It was called Secret Service. And pretty much around then, that, that launched me from being a salon owner to a full-time speaker. And uh, then real companies, big companies would start calling me and um, Starbucks and the Ritz-Carlton and Chick-fil-A's and credit unions and uh, Harley-Davidson and and Anytime Fitness and just a bunch of different uh, type of uh, companies, banks, healthcare, financial industry, Pricewaterhouse, you name it. And so... Um, now, uh, you know, fast forward to today, uh, I have my fifth book coming out later this year. It's uh, called The Relationship Economy. And um, we have a, a consulting company. And, and all we do is help our clients create world-class experience for their customers, whether they're clients, guests, members, and, and also internally for team members. What's your approach when you go to a company to gauge their customer service effectiveness? You know, we do a lot of discovery. Uh, we, 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 you know, do everything from looking at their website to, you know, if they're a brick and mortar, we like to go there. You know, we like to mystery shop. We like to visually, a lot of brick and mortar, every company has negative cues. Um, everything speaks in business. Um, and negative cues can be signage. Right. And it could be, you know, you know, no, no one allowed past this point or no cell phones or, you know, you can't, you know, bathrooms only for customers or, you know, even on websites or penalties if you, you know, do things and, 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 and things like that. It also could be the way the employees, uh, 
what they're saying. They could be having a conversation. So in a credit union uh, environment, I could be um, interacting with you. You could be uh, my my service provider. And there could be two employees who are not engaged with a member right now, but they're having a conversation or they're eating chips or, you know, and, they're, and, and they forget that they're still on stage. Um, so, you know, everything speaks. Any, anything I could see, hear, and then it's just the professionalism. When you walk in, are people making eye contact? Are you greeted with, you know, immediately? Um, even people that you're not going to engage with, but they're walking by you, are they making eye contact, smiling, saying welcome? Um, one of our phrases that we teach is beat the greets. A member should never say hi to an employee first, right? Any employee. And so we, we say beat the greets 15-5. And that means if you come within 15 feet of anyone, it could be a member, it could be a coworker, it could be the UPS man. You come in 15 feet, you smile and nod. You come within five feet of someone, you say something. You say, welcome, good morning. You know, how can I help you? Whatever that may look like. So a lot of auditing like that in, in our uh, discovery. So you've worked with some credit unions before? A, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, that's a, a tribute to credit unions because uh, um, they are, are one of the um, most ambitious at the member experience in the financial industry we have found. Credit unions really care about um, the experience that their members get, and I love it because they are they are so uh, forward thinking, and and um, you know they want to raise the bar for their members. Where do credit unions tend to fall short? If if you can see any trends, the thing about you know credit unions and and is nothing happens in my life without you knowing it. Right. I mean, if I need, you know, a new car, if I need to send my daughter off to college, if I'm, you know, um, retiring, vacation, I mean, you know, you, you pretty much are involved in it. And, you know, just making sure that you're taking advantage of that member intelligence and following up and building and asking him how the daughter's wedding was. Not the next time they came in, at least that, but, you know, just doing some follow-up in that regard and not focusing on, you know, having the lowest rate all the time. You know, what what, what I like to do, what what the DeJulius group likes to do, what my presentation is going to do for your group is is, uh, help make price irrelevant. And and in your world, it might be that means fees uh, irrelevant. That doesn't mean you can have significantly higher rates, fees, whatever we may call them, than anyone else and not lose customers. But what it does mean is, is based on the experience your credit union consistently delivers, your members should have no idea what, what other financial institutions charge because they're not out price checking them um, because they're just so happy with the experience and the expertise that that uh you know they're getting from you lately especially with credit unions um customer services is becoming more of a a remote endeavor uh, how do you maintain a strong connection with your members in in a digital environment so that's what my new book is about um and, and the title of that is called the relationship economy and it's just that that you know in the in the world today uh, the pendulum have swung. I mean, we're living in the digital disruption era, 
technology has provided us with unprecedented advances, information, knowledge, instant access, uh, as well as entertainment. As convenient as technology is, and it's making our life, it also has changed the way we communicate, behave, and think, and has led to a dramatic decline in people skills. And now, as a result, we're relationship disadvantaged. Uh, the pendulum have swung so over to high-tech, low-touch. Um, as a result, we're, we, as people, long for a sense of the community, belonging and purpose, um, where someone actually knows our name, what we do, and what's important to us. So those companies, and I love technology, love it, love it, love it, but there has to be a, a balance, and those who understand the human touch is the most important part of any experience, especially, you know, a great, you know, employee and customer experience will flourish. So there has to be a way to marry in both. And listen, Amazon's done a, a, a great way of marrying it because, you know, when you log on, it still recognizes you. It still calls you by name. It still knows your preferences. I don't have to, you know, enter anything ever more than once, you know, ever. Um, you know, that's important, but it, it, you know, you, you also have to make it easy for me to communicate, whether that's having a website attendance, because depending on, uh, you know, the age or quality of someone's technical ability or just frustration level. All right. I don't want to search anymore. I want to talk to someone and that has to be very easy. Very easy. You know, don't make me look and search and, you know, click on a million different pages and, you know, get caught up in a, you know, a channel uh, that, that I'm just waiting and, and, and then it only escalates. What are some signs that maybe your your service isn't what it should be? Well, whatever your, your, your key metric is. So, so is it your, your retention rate, net promoter scores? Is it the... Uh, referrals, uh, whatever those key things are, they don't lie. And we can say all day how great our member experience is or our employee experience is, but your key metric, you know, is what it is. It's just like a, a, a team's win-loss record. Um, you could tell me all day how your football team is better than their record is, but that's not true. Um, their record is what their record is. And, and if you have high turnover, you don't have a strong culture. If you have uh, uh, high turnover in um, members, you don't have a great member experience. Um, so whatever, and, and you have to have something that you're tracking and benchmarking and that everyone's losing sleep at night over that number that, you know, I'm not going to let you, the member, leave with only being, you know, adequately satisfied. I'm going to make sure, you know, e even if we drop the ball, I'm going to pick it up and make it right that you're more impressed with me and my, my credit union now than had we not dropped the ball at all. And you've said that the right customer experience can provide a competitive advantage. Can you think of an example of that? Yeah. I mean, there, there's irrefutable evidence, irrefutable evidence, countless out there that highest customer satisfaction companies in every industry, every industry, their benefits compared to the rest of the people in their industry, higher sales from year to year. Now, 
In good times, that might be double-digit sales when everyone's in single digits. In bad times, that might be zero. Flat sales, while everyone else is at negative 15 or 20, right? They're more profitable. They have more referrals, more brand loyalty. Customers are less price sensitive to, you know, the, the top customer satisfaction companies. They uh, are less affected by third-party conditions that are out of their control. So, meaning the economy, it's a presidential year, mortgage collapse, right? They're affected, but they're significantly less affected. And the last two that are really cool, they're like, oh, that makes sense to me, right? If Apple and Starbucks and the Chick-fil-A's of the world and the Ritz-Carlton's of the world, yeah, they are, you know, I could see why, you know, they're uh, higher sales and more referrals and more brand loyalty and all that. But the last two things um, in these reports that really jump out that is really amazing is they have higher employee morale and lower employee turnover. And that's what's really cool. Why? You know, so if you're taking care of the customer, you know, why why does that have such an impact on the employee? Well, the obvious thing is I've never studied a world-class customer service company that wasn't world-class to work for. So, so, so they take really good care. It starts internally. But the other thing is that I'm getting beat up less, right, by my customers because typically world-class customer service companies don't make their customer-facing employees hide behind policy, right? It, oh, sorry, can't do that, Bill. Sorry, sorry, that's against our policy. No, 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 can't do that. No, they, they don't. Ha- you know, they, they. They, and, and listen, I know, you know, in the credit union and in a lot of businesses, there's a, there's a lot of things we can't say yes to, but they still teach them to ha- have empathy and compassion and other things. But they drop the ball less, but just as important, you know, the Ritz-Carlton, you think the Ritz-Carlton ever blows a reservation? Absolutely, right? Maybe not as often as their competitors, but they make mistakes, but where it's different now is when you check in and, and you're there for your, you know, hey, I'm here checking for my reservation and, you know, they don't have you down. That receptionist has the autonomy to apologize and say, uh, unfortunately, there was a miscommunication. Uh, we don't have you down. However, I just booked and paid for your room across the street. Well, now you're like more impressed with the Ritz-Carlton then if they had your keys ready upon arrival um, because, you know, what that, that's called is zero risk. Now, I know, you know, in, in, in the banking and, and, and credit unions, that doesn't mean you're giving away stuff. But it's just, you know, anticipating where you might drop the ball and having service recovery in, in place and, ha- and showing empathy and compassion instead of just saying, nope, sorry. Could you talk a little bit more about the relationship economy and, and some of the, the key points in your new book? Yeah, yeah. So of all the skills that can be mastered, there's none that will have a, a bigger impact on us personally and professionally than the ability to build an instant connection with others. You know, whether that's an acquaintance, friend, customer, coworker, or total stranger. And this skill should be taught at home, in school kindergarten to graduate school and, of course, in businesses. Unfortunately, it's really taught anywhere. And we're in the midst of the touchscreen generation. And the touchscreen generation is not a generational thing. We have grandparents on social media. 
And so, you know, the pendulum has swung so far over to high tech, low touch that people just don't know how to build rapport anymore or they're not trying. So the businesses have to take it upon themselves, the great businesses, to train, you know, their their existing and future generation employees on how to build instant rapport with others because schools aren't doing it. Kids aren't getting it, you know, naturally at home anymore. And we could all say, woe is me, or the best businesses make it a key part of their training and teach them how to build it. And, you know, some, some, some ways to build it is first teaching people that everyone has an invisible sign above their head that says, make me feel important, right? And, and, and you got to remember that. And, and you got to be present, must be present to win and not multitasking, looking, you know, listening with your eyes. Stephen Covey once said, famous quote, people don't listen with the intent of understanding. They listen with the intent of replying. And that's so true. And scientists studied the human brain. And they found that it takes the average human brain, yours and mine, a minimum of 0.6 seconds to formulate a response to something said to it. 0.6 seconds. Then they studied hundreds, thousands of conversations and found that the average gap between people talking was 0.2 seconds. So, you know, how are people responding in one third the time that our brain will allow us? Well, obviously, they're not listening. You know, they, they, they stop listening to what the other person was saying. They're just, they already have their answer. They're just waiting for the other person to come up for breath. So, you know, that's what my presentation and the book does is, is it teaches people specifically how you can focus on the other person. Um, I'll give you uh, an example. Um, everyone, I always love to ask you, but who, who's, who's really good at um, building an instant rapport with a total stranger? And most people's hands go up, right? And I say, well, I don't believe you. You have to prove it to me. You know, you just could have had a conversation with someone last night at lunch at a networking party, a, a customer, whatever it was, for 15 minutes. But that doesn't mean you built a rapport. That, that 15 minutes, you could have been talking about yourself. So how anyone, even my three boys, how anyone proves to me after any length of conversation with someone else, if they built a rapport, is they have to know two or more things of the other person's Ford. F-O-R-D, like the car, Ford. If you know two or more things of the other person's Ford, you not only built a relationship, you own the relationship. So what does Ford stand for? F is for family, right? Are they married? Do they have kids? How old are their kids? O is for occupation. What do they do? What's their title? How long they've been doing it? R is for recreation. What does he like to do with his free time? You know, is he a runner? Um, you know, does he coach Little League? You know, yoga, whatever that may be. And the D stands for dreams. You know, what's what's on her bucket list? What's her dream vacation? So we're all genetically coded to be preoccupied with what's going on in our life, right? It's my flight. It's my son that may have gotten in trouble today. It's my client that's upset with us because we didn't get the products there like we promised. But when you use a tool like Ford in, you know, every interaction, it helps you get off what's going on in your life and focus on the other person. And to each of us, 
everyone in the world, their Ford is their hot button. Do you have a favorite quote about customer service? So my fourth book was uh, the best customer service quotes ever said. <laughs> and so uh, there's 300 there. So I have a lot of favorites. Uh, one of them is today's illiterate are the ones who are uh, unable to make a meaningful connection. You know, that, that's one of uh, my, my uh, uh, favorite quotes. Um, but I have a lot, you know, making price irrelevant. We don't compete in price wars. We compete in experience wars. My favorite one, honestly, is, is by Howard Schultz, um, the uh, former president of uh, Starbucks. Love this quote. We are at our best. When creating enduring relationships and personal connections, when we are fully engaged, we connect with, laugh with, and uplift the lives of customers, even if it's for a few moments. It's about the human connection. I love that. Yeah, that says it all. What's your favorite business book that you didn't write? I got a lot of them. Um, I'm a big Howard Schultz fan. I loved his first book, Pour Your Heart Into It. Um, I loved his second book, Onward. I was a, a Steve Jobs fan from a business standpoint, uh, so I liked his uh, biography. I like uh, the compound effect. That's you know, you know, maybe less business, but just it's about your daily habits and the the, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. It's really cool. It's, it's stuff we all know. But the way he says it, and, and it's basically this. And listen, your audience knows the compound effect better than anyone, right? The the uh, multiplication of, of uh, compounding interest, right? And he just talks about that in the way of everything. And kind of the whole thesis of the, the book is whether you do something today or you don't really doesn't matter today. Meaning, if you get up early and, and, and get a three-mile run-in or you don't, Today, doesn't matter. You're not going to look any different, right, tonight, later on at lunch. You're not going to be any healthier, technically, um, if you went for a physical today um, and ran or didn't run. Same thing with if, if you saved, you know, 3% of your savings for retirement this week or you don't, or if you trained your employees on better customer service this week or you don't doesn't matter today. And unfortunately, that's the problem of, of our society and business is we all want quick, get-rich schemes. We want instant results. And in the business world, that means laying off people, slashing prices, acquiring a competitor. And that may affect things. That, or in the personal world, doing the, uh, you know, Atkins diet and, you know, starving ourselves because we have our, our, our high school reunion coming up or whatever. But we also know that in six months, all those things, we're, we might be in a worse place. We've gained that weight back. The uh, competitor that we acquired, you know, hurt our culture. And it's not the same business. Uh, laying off, you know, all our people was not in the best interest of the experience. Now, you know, running every day or four times a week, eating a salad instead of the donuts, training your employees on customer experience consistently. Now, in six months, a year, doing that over time, that's like a freight train. And, you know, you're going to be crushing it. Now you're going to get the thing, the results that we were talking about earlier. 
less uh, price sensitive, better comp sales, uh, you know, le- uh, more referrals, all those things. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm just so excited to be coming and, and sharing this. I, I, you know, I, I hear great things about your members. Um, I hear they're the best in the, uh, you know, uh, industry. And I really like it when we got, you know, now we can move faster. When we got the best, we can move faster. Um, it's an advanced class. And uh, I think they're really going to enjoy, you know, the, the information I have because the, the uh, credit unions I've worked with in the past have taken it and have done stuff I didn't even think of. And then I end up writing about them in my next book. I've, I've written about, you know, multiple credit unions in my last book that do really, really cool things. Um, and I love that. I love when uh, people are, are uh, being disruptors in their industry. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.